Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, April the 23rd, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only Josh Crash Davis. We are here to dissect this NBA slate for you, look at all four games that are being played today for the playoffs, and also give us some prize picks, uh, analysis, and selections, as well as uh, something we haven't done here in the last week or two, and that's uh, a uh, fan duel. Yeah. Two brains are better than one. See, I don't have enough brains to even come up with the, the name. It's been so long. Yeah, it's been a while. Hey, Crash, you ready to to get into some hoops here? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, obviously, got to shout out the Milwaukee Bucks for the way they bounced back last night. Uh, without Chris Middleton, they just really stepped it up. Their defensive adjustments were excellent. Uh, was really impressed with the coaching adjustments that Bud made last night. So, yeah, they did, and they. I mean, a lot of times you'll have teams when somebody goes down, everybody just says, "Okay, I got to pick up the slack here," and that's what it looked like they did. They all just yeah. stepped up. Uh, even your your buddy Grayson Allen was crying out loud. Oh my god, <laughs> man, he was but, awesome. Yeah, he did something good for Wisconsin, you know. There you go. Yeah. And I'm fired up for, you know, my Mavs. Good Lord. To be up two games to one with no Luka is sort of nuts. But we'll yeah. we'll dive into that, talk about what we expect there. I will say going into this slate uh, crash, it's very difficult to really completely prepare here because yeah. we don't know if Luka's playing. Right. And I've been diving into this and – going through some of my Dallas folks that, you know, usually have a pretty good feel for things. And it literally is a 50-50 proposition here. We yeah. don't know if he's going to play or not. Yeah, it's a big it's a big piece. I mean, you can build your whole lineup around him, obviously. So it, sh it shifts the way the sh slate's going to go for sure. It does, because, you know, how the hell do you not play Jalen Brunson if Lucas sits? I mean, right. 72 points in two games? And this Spencer is a guy that, too. I mean, they both, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Dawson and I were diving all over this. Uh, my son, you know, talking on, on here even early in the season saying, why isn't Brunson starting? He wasn't even a starter for a good portion of the season. He was like a, they thought they were going to try to go after six man with him and stuff. And then injuries changed that up. But what a story. I mean. Yeah, it's been something else. He's been incredible. So. Uh, lots and lots to unpack here. We want to try to keep it short enough that everybody has a chance to listen to it, but we've got some, some great things to uh, go over here. So real quickly, as we jump in, if you're watching this on YouTube, let's get it out of the way now because this is important to us. Seven days a week in front of the paywall, give us a thumbs up. That means a lot to us on the algorithm on, on uh, YouTube. It helps us move up that list. So quick thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button and click that little alert in the upper corner that lets you know when any of our podcasts post. If you're listening to audio podcasts, same thing. Quick five-star ranking. Hit, uh, Give us a comment. We have a giveaway at the end of every month uh, for a free full-access week of Coach Talk. This podcast is presented by Prize Picks. If you have not signed up for Prize Picks, what are you waiting for? Go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code COACHTALK for your first deposit. They will match a dollar for dollar all the way up to a hundred bucks. So get after it. Use that promo code Coach Talk and get it done. Yeah. All right, four games on this slate crash. First one is at two o'clock, and then to give you the landscape, there's a four thirty, a seven thirty, and a ten. So we're not going to miss any games today. They right. spread them out so you can watch every game beginning to end. Uh, plant in front of that. Uh, television for about 10 10 and a half hours and it's all the basketball you can eat which yeah. is uh you know heaven to me i'm so fired up for that right and you know the other thing here that's that's really excited about these games is there's a lot of strategy at hand because yesterday's games the totals were all pretty close this one you've got a big spread the lowest to highest is 20 points different Mm -hmm. which means a ton of DFS points. So how you determine where those are going to go, you know, like the low total again today is Dallas and Utah. Everybody avoided some of that last time. 
because it was the lowest. They ended up scoring a decent amount of points in that game. So we're going to break these down, go through uh, as we normal do, uh, normally do, and then uh, see what we can come up with. So first game, 2 p.m. Eastern, Philadelphia 76ers at the Toronto Raptors. It is Philadelphia by three on the road. Vegas likes them to wrap up this series. Philadelphia, again, with that 3-0 lead, can close out Toronto in a sweep. Two 13.5s to the total, 108.25 implied for Philly, 105.25 uh, implied for the Toronto Raptors. Injury-wise, uh, Thibel is out for Philly, so that does not help matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he is a good defensive stopper off the bench. Bassey also out. But the bigger news are two key starters uh, that it just doesn't look like they're going to play. And it's massive for Toronto. It's Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes, both listed as doubtful. And obviously, being the first game of the day, we'll get that news. But in my projections and going through things, I have them both listed as out, which is big trouble for the Raptors and their fans. All right, let's look at this game, break it down a little bit. We'll get some of your input here as well. Let me start off by saying this, Crash. I think personally, and then I'll let you break the game down a little bit too, uh, is I just don't know if Toronto's got any gas left in the tank here. They're down 3-0. Philly is so dominant. You have, you know, the ultimate revenge with Embiid hitting uh, yeah, buzzer beater after the whole Kawhi thing when he was crying and everything a couple of years back. It just... I'm I'm concerned about this game. If if I was betting it, I would take Philly minus the three. So let me ask you this, and then you can give your two cents on this game. Is Toronto gonna, you know, fall apart here if they get down double digits, or is this a gut check? They still have a lot of the champions on this team. Are they gonna step up and make Philly work for it? Well, first of all, I didn't know that that Siakam was doubtful. That I mean, that changes everything for me. Yep. Um, yeah. Somehow I overlooked that. So I, yeah, I, I have a hard time seeing how they're going to do something drastically different, you know, than they did in the first three games without yep. Siakam, especially. It's yep. just, I mean, yeah, I think it's it's probably a done deal. I would think so. I mean, we will see. You know, that's the question. And does that affect that? You know as far as playing DFS players in this game, I guess is the, is the key. Yeah. I mean, the usage is going to have to go somewhere, you know? So um, I would think guys like OG and Anobi and Gary Trent and stuff like that would have to step up. Yeah, Uh, Trent did really well in game three, um, you know? So I I think that he's probably a good play. He's 5,400 on FanDuel, 5,200 on DK. Uh, And Anobi has been solid with Barnes out too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a tough situation because if that game doesn't stay close, then those guys are only going to get, you know, three quarters of play or whatever. So it's hard to know. It really is. It really is. You know, the way I look at this game is, you know, I just think Philly's too much for Toronto. Number one, I mean, Philly, I picked, you know, to go pretty deep in this, in this playoff run. I think they, they have the real uh, pieces, but you know, Toronto, playing a couple of guys from Toronto is not a bad idea. I mean, mm-hmm. Siakam and Barnes, when you look at their assist ratio, their scoring, I mean, they both play the pseudo point guard at times during the game. There's just so much that needs to be filled in with those two guys out. Even sure. if Philly smacks Toronto, um, you know, somebody's going to pick up that yeah. slack. So I can see Van Bleet, Trent, and Ananobi and Boucher possibly, mm-hmm. um, you know, all being player, you know, possibilities. Achua may be the next guy up as well. Um, but, you know, I, I really can come out of this game, I think, with two Toronto Raptors. And even though I think Philly's going to smack them, yeah. I, I, you know, this is the end. It's 3-0. They're not going to sit guys even down 20. They're going to try to keep fighting. Uh, I, you know, you, you don't really ever fl- uh, fly the white flag in, in a game like in an elimination mm-hmm. game. You just don't do it. Yeah. So I think Toronto are the key sharper plays here. 
Mike, where I'm probably going to fade here, and it's not going to be popular, but I, I don't think I'm going to go with, with Embiid or Harden for the simple fact that I don't think they need to be extended. No. And, yeah, and Embiid I know Embiid Vegas. Hasn't it. Go ahead. Embiid hasn't done it. I mean, he just hasn't. He's had 46, 40, and 48 fantasy points in the three games so far this year. I mean, right. in the series. and. Yep. And now he's dealing with a thumb injury on top of it. So yeah. it, it's been really tough. And we talked about this uh, last week before the series started, how Toronto's really defended him well this year. So that hasn't changed in, in any of these games this series. No. And now with guys out, it's going to hurt them. But, yeah. you know, you, you bring up a point, uh, exactly what I was going to say next. They're saying that he possibly, Embiid possibly has a uh, – Thumb injury with a, yeah, it's a uh, ligament. It could ligament, be a ligament yeah. here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is that going to hamper him? I mean, he, he can play with it. Right. Uh, you know, it could deter him a bit. But again, you know, I know it's going against the Vegas number right now. But if Philly is in control, you would think that they're going to try to let Embiid get that thumb a little bit healthier. Now, yeah. it. This isn't like a little sprain where mm. it's going to get healthy in two or three days. If it's a ligament tear in that thumb, it's going to bother them the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. How much so, we'll see, but they'll wrap it and brace it and do all of that stuff. Really, mm. an injury like that, he'll probably need surgery after the season, but it's just a tolerance pain thing. Can you take the pain? It's not going to injure it any further. Yeah. So, you know, it's just going to be a, a pain tolerance issue. So, uh, yeah, you know, I can see myself fading Philly here, mm-hmm. even though I think they win this game. And I think I go Toronto with a few players to try to keep them in this game. But uh, this is not going to be a, a key game for me by any stretch. Um, and, and and I'll tell you one other thing that I saw some scuttlebutt about. Heard a little bit of chirping about the possibility of Nick Nurse being the next Lakers coach. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Very interesting. And it, you know, he's, I think wants to be in a destination where people are going to want to, you know, go and Mm -hmm. Toronto's hard to keep players. People leave there because of the, you know, the Canada thing, the taxes, the just, it's just a lot. And uh, I think that uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if nurse is, is not the next Lakers coach. So, you know, the Toronto players have heard that, the front office. So they're in a bit right. of disarray right now. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're in a lot of trouble. Uh, what do you think about um, Danny Green as a bit of a value play with Matisse Thibel out? Do you like him or no? I don't. I, I mean, I know he's had a few decent games. He's getting more minutes. Uh, you know, I just don't trust him at all. I mean, Danny Green is the kind of guy that can, even though he's only 4.1K, you know, you still have Niang and Milton and Reed and Cork Maz and some guys that they mm-hmm. can go to. Uh, yeah. I just don't trust him because as soon as you try to use him as a value play, he's going to have one of those seven fantasy point games. You know, it's yeah. I don't trust him. I get it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go on to game two. And uh, that is the 430 p.m. Eastern game. It's the Dallas Mavericks-Utah Jazz. I don't know how they've set a line here without knowing Luka's situation, but they have. It's Utah minus six. It's only 212 and a half total. So it's it's low like the Philly-Toronto one, one point less, whereas with the last two games, we're going to get some better numbers to work with. So certainly these first two games, you know, based on the Vegas totals are a little more risky. Um, 103.25 implied for Dallas, 109.25 for Utah. Again, Luca questionable, true questionable, Nilakina questionable, Hardaway out, Forrest is out for Utah. Those are the only players with uh, any real, uh, you know, concern. Now, uh, again, you know, how do you look at this game without knowing that news on Luca? I guess we could talk briefly about it both ways. Mm-hmm. If Luca's in, you know, I don't think they play him if he has a ton of restrictions. I don't see say, uh, hey, Luca, let's get you out there for 22 minutes. So right. I'm not saying he's a 
you know, if he's in, he's an automatic play at 10-5, but I'm going to consider it because if they're going to yeah. let him go, I've got to think they're going to let him play in the 30s. Yeah. Um, he's either sure. good enough to go or not good enough to go, you know? Right, right. I agree. It, you know, but it's it's Utah by six, whether he goes or not. I mean, worst case scenario, if he's not ready, they go down. It's two games to two, and they go back to Dallas. But you know, losing that home quarter uh, or having that home court advantage makes a massive difference. So, yeah, we will see. I don't know what to say on Luca, but uh, you know, the bottom line is this: if Luca doesn't play, Jalen Brunson is deserve deservedly a free square. He's only mm-hmm. seven seven. He is one hundred percent taken almost all the usage from that Luca has. Right. And yeah. so I just think he's, is he automatic for you if Luca sits, but even a more important question is if Luca plays, is Brunson still in your lineup? Yeah, I think he could be a nice GPP play. I really do. Even if, even if Luca plays, because I don't know. I mean, I know they're going to play, you know, Luca solid minutes, but I don't know that they're going to give him his full extent of minutes. Right, uh, coming back from an injury like that, I wouldn't think they would, uh, but right. who knows? So, yeah, and you know, for me, I'm the same school of thought there. Even if Luca plays, I'm leaning towards Brunson. The guy I think takes more of a hit is Dinwiddie. Yeah, uh, I would so, agree. But again, we have to see how that plays out. It's just impossible uh, to look at in in a, in a other manner. What what has really shown to me in this series, though, is other than Rudy Gobert defensively, they're not a good defensive team. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they have had this, you know, everybody says, well, Utah's tough to play. Well, some of it because the altitude, I get that. And, you know, and Gobert gets player of the year defensively mm-hmm. all the time. But what you saw in this last game is they pretty much played them off the court. Yeah, I mean, what could he do? He was the last line of defense in there, but they – spread out the floor, basically five out and they, they couldn't even play him. Right. So yeah. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't touch Gobert under those circumstances, no way. you know? And he doesn't have any offensive game. I mean, None. his offensive game is catching alley-oop and dunk. I mean, that's literally right. all he does. <laughs> yep. So yeah. And we've that's... talked about that forever. And, you know, right. we played him early on in the series because we said, you know, 17, 18 rebounds, mm. but I don't even know if, you know, if he's not going to get those extra minutes, then forget it. So yeah. uh, not interested there at all. Um, you know, it, it's interesting, though. It, it We'll see how they try to adjust because Quinn Snyder's a good coach. Yeah. He's no, you know, chump as a coach. But I think, uh, you know, as bad as Mitchell plays defensively, he's such a monster on offense. Oh, I know. I mean, and they go to him for every big shot. Um, now what I do think you may see today a little bit crash is you may see a little more double on Mitchell, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, going to make it tempting to want to go with Bogdanovich or Conley because this, this has to feel like an elimination game for Utah. If they go down three, one, uh, you know, they're in big trouble. So I think you get more run out of Conley than normal. He's only 5'5", five, five and Bogdanovich is 6'1". So if they're going to try, it's it's one of two strategies kids going to use. Either mm-hmm. they're going to say, listen, Mitchell gets 40. We're going to hold everybody else down to nothing and, and win this game. Or yeah. they're going to say, let's make somebody else beat us. Let's run doubles at Mitchell. Make Conley and Bogdanovich and even O'Neal and Clarkson hit some shots. Uh, to beat us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more than likely the secondary aspect. I've noticed throughout the season, kid has a tendency to to be not from the school of thought of let's, uh, you know, l- let's let the, the star get his points and try yeah. to let somebody else be. He likes to try to stifle the star and force mm-hmm. somebody else to set it, you know, step up because he was in that position a lot in his right. career. That's how yeah. he learned to shoot the ball. But yeah. uh, so I don't know if, you know, everybody, I think there'll be a lot of people go to Mitchell here. I don't I think I'm going to go more from the side of value with the Connolly's Bogdanovich's or Clarkson's. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think Bogdanovich uh, would be one of one of my favorite plays from the Utah side. Uh, and then obviously with Mitchell, I think that he's going to look to take over the game earlier than he did in game three. He kind of waited till like that mid third quarter to really go after it. He does it. that all the time though, man. Yeah, I know, I know. But like you said, if they go down three to one, they're, they're pretty much dead in the water. So yeah. I think he's going to come out ultra aggressive in this game. And uh, I was looking for his free throws prop because I, I like his free throws, whatever that's going to be. But I didn't see it on the board yet. But yeah, Mitchell would definitely come out aggressive, I think. And then Bogdanovich would be a good value play. And I could see Conley stepping up as well. So I like the Conley and Bogdanovich combo. Yeah, and I, it looks like Prize Picks is hesitating on pu putting much up for this game until the Luka news comes out. I think yeah. is what it is because it does affect everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this will be a fun one. I, I think you know, not a stack game for me by any stretch, but mm -hmm. a couple of key plays here. You know, one offs on each side. I think right. are really the way to go. So, mm -hmm. um, all right. Well, two games down, two to go. Again, those two first games a little less scoring. Uh, expected these the second two here uh, should be a little bit more pace and mm -hmm. some more scoring, some more DFS points available. Yeah. Um, the 7:30 game is the Boston Celtics and Brooklyn Nets. Uh, this is an interesting game as well. Boston's up 2-0, but you know we'll see. It's in Brooklyn now. Boston mm -hmm. held held serve. They had, Everybody's thinking, okay, Brooklyn's done. Boston's got this. I would say hold your horses here. It's only 2-0. Brooklyn has two home games. Brooklyn's favored in this game by three. It's a yeah. 223 total. 110 implied for Boston, 113 for Brooklyn. So uh, injury-wise, the big news is Boston is going to get back Robert Williams. So mm. huge news there. Uh whether he plays full allotment of minutes or not, I doubt it, but it certainly changes the interior for Boston and improves them de defensively. Yeah. And uh, he's just bigger threat all the way around than Daniel Tice. Um, for Brooklyn, Blake Griffin questionable, but he hasn't been in the rotation. And it looks like Ben Simmons is ruled out. Uh, there were talks that he was going to be back. Mm -hmm. Um have you heard anything else on Simmons that I haven't? That was the last I saw that he was going to be out today. So, yeah. Yeah. Because they talked about this maybe being his first game back. So maybe that was just scuttlebutt. But okay. uh, but I think they'll just focus in on that. So uh, really, you know, full, full steam ahead here for Brooklyn. So this is interesting game, my friend. This is my favorite. This is my stacky game today. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, you know, a lot of people will be stacking Memphis and Minnesota like they have been throughout these playoffs. And it's sensible. They're the biggest total. I just really like this game. I I want to get your opinion before I give all my info. But I, mm -hmm. I think Brooklyn shows up. There's a lot of Brooklyn haters. I get it. Kyrie mm -hmm. and KD can both be, you know, not guys you want to root for sometimes because mm -hmm. they're a little agitating. But uh I think Brooklyn shows up. I think this is going to be a heck of a game. And I think these two teams, although Boston's defense is tough, I think these two teams are going to score and get big, big minutes from their key guys. What do you mm -hmm. think? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, for Kyrie, he had that monster game in the first game, and then he just completely laid a dud in the, in the second game. I think yep. he was a little bit too focused on the fans in game yep. three. And I think his focus will be back in this game. So I, I think he's actually the better play than Durant here. Yeah. Um, Durant's been held below 40 fantasy points in each of the first two games. And now you've got Robert Williams coming back. So that's going to help them defensively. I just think that Kyrie's a much better play uh, than KD. And then if, if they're going to win this series and get, even get back in this series, they're going to have to have third and fourth scoring options. And I think Bruce Brown is going to be a key to this series. Um, if he can step up the way he did in game two and, and they can get Kyrie and Katie going right along with him, I think they can get back in this series. But he's going to be a key play for me. Okay. Anything on the Boston side then? Yeah. So for Boston, um, I think that Al Horford is going to be somebody I'm going to start to go away from with Robert Williams coming back. That's going to yeah. take away from his usage. Right. Um, 
And then I think Jalen Brown, because he's a little bit cheaper than Jason Tatum and he's been putting up similar numbers, is probably the better play for Boston. Yeah, I you know, this is where I'm gonna pony up and spend some money. I I agree completely with you on Kyrie Irving. Uh he's my favorite play on the slate. Mm-hmm. He, he's a nine-six, which I think is fair. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree with you also on your take with Kyrie second game in Boston. You know, when you're badgered by the fans with some pretty nasty stuff uh it i don't care what anybody says you can't block all of that out yeah and i think that it just got to him a little bit in game two whether he'll admit it or not which he won't Mm -hmm. but i think the fact that this is back in brooklyn he's super motivated uh they boston has let their hand known they're going to defend Durant like a SOB, man. They're going to send two guys at him. They're going to double him every time. They're going to lean on him. They're going to muscle him. And that is their main defensive strategy in this series. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as much as I think Kevin Durant will have a a fine game at 10-2 with Boston almost playing a box and one on the guy, you know, know, I think Kyrie just, it sets Mm -hmm. up for a massive game for Kyrie. Uh, I also want to go for an, another uh, one or two of the Brooklyn value plays, whether it's Curry at 4-3, Brown getting a little bit 6-3 is a, a bit of a press for me mm-hmm. price-wise. You know, Claxton off the bench at 4-6, Drummond at 5-1, Dragic at 4-1. I think all those guys, you can take one or two of them and get some good value because – there's going to be some open shots. If Kyrie starts getting hot, they're doubling yeah. Durant. You know, I'll, I'll take Seth Curry standing alone at the yeah, three Seth point Curry, line. Yeah. yeah, I like that play. I do like yeah. Seth Curry as well. Or Goran yeah. Dragic, too. He'll make those mm-hmm. shots. Yeah. So I like some of the value to go along with Kyrie on the Brooklyn side. On the Boston side, you know, this is going to surprise you, but for me, you know, for me, I'm going to, I'm going for Jason Tatum today. Okay. He's 9-3, which I think is very fair. Mm-hmm. He is the leader of that team. He is such a stat stuffer. He's, he grabs a ton of rebounds. You know, he's he sees the floor well. I yeah. like him. I like his prize picks, props. I, I just really like Jason Tatum. Um, the only other guy I'd consider is Marcus Smart at 6-4. You know, he and Brown, one or the other at that price range, I think mm-hmm. is, is very doable. I don't I I'm not I'm gonna get away from the Robert Williams being back and the mixture with Al Horford, Daniel Tyson, a little bit of Grant Williams. That right. just spells trouble for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you could get shafted on some minutes there. Yeah. So this is gonna be my make or break it game uh crash, you know, Tatum and Irving being the two key guys and then mm-hmm. stacking up uh one Celtic value and maybe two Brooklyn values. So I could come out with four or five guys in this game very easily. Yeah. Anyone in particular you're thinking of for value for Boston or Marcus smart would be the guy that I'd look yeah. at. Yeah. yeah. He's he'd be the guy, you know, that I would uh, consider the most. I, I don't want to go to a, uh, again, those bigs and, and Derek white is not priced low enough. So yeah. Really, there's not a whole lot of other options. I mean, a lot of people are going to go for 5'9", Robert Williams, especially if there's no uh, limits. But I just – I don't want to risk it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before we get to this final game, why don't we share some of our prize picks plays here, if that's okay with you? Yeah. Uh, I've got three that I'm going to share today. Okay. I've got a handful more that I want to that I'll be releasing in our Discord, but I'll give you my first one because it's appropriate. We just talked about it. I like two different player props for Kyrie. I like Kyrie over 42 on his fantasy score. I love that play. It's probably going to be my top play on the slate. Mm -hmm. And I like Kyrie over three three pointers made. I think, again, he's going to get looks that he's not used to getting because Durant is going to be doubled a lot and it's at home. He's going to be clear minded. I just, I love those two pieces of Kyrie. How about okay. you? Um, 
Well, I had two, but I'll go ahead and add a third as well. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, I've got D'Angelo Russell over two three pointers made. He made four threes in game three. He averaged 4.8 threes per game against Memphis during the regular season. Yeah. Um, so, which I think we talked about going into that series. And those first two games was kind of under that median. And so I think that he's going back towards that median uh, yep. being back in Minnesota. So I like him over two threes. Um, my next play is going to be Joel Embiid under 50 fantasy score. We talked like about how that. the game could probably blow out uh, potentially. And also he hasn't gone over that number in either of the first two games. So um, Toronto's defense has been really well, doing really well against him. So I like the under there. And uh, <clears throat> then I like, my top prize picks play is going to be Seth Curry over 15 and a half PRA. Went over that number in the first two games in Boston with 17 and 21 PRA. And role players will usually play better at home. So I do like Seth Curry to go over that number. I like that a lot. And at 4.3 on DraftKings, he's going to make a lot of my lineups as well. Yeah, it's a good play. My third play is Desmond Bain over 19 and a half real points for Memphis. Do you know that people are not realizing what a fantastic year Desmond Bain had? Oh, he's been I mean, awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's his only second year in the league. Yeah. I mean, he's just been incredible. Do you know that he broke the record this year for the most threes made by a Memphis Grizzly player in the history of the Grizzlies organization? Wow. <laughs> in two he years. We talked about it. I mean, yeah. that's a big record. Years. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been so steady, so consistent. He defends well. He's out on the floor big minutes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he filled it. Dylan Brooks missed like half the year. And there right. were guys in and out. John Morant missed like 25 games. And Bain was that steady force that just scoring 20 points a game, getting it mm-hmm. done. And they just have not defended him well. They've tried to focus on jaw and, you know, a little bit on Brooks and really let Bain just continue to do his thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, at, he's 6'2 on DraftKings. Uh, we'll talk about him next. But at only – I think he gets over 20 real points here. He's been doing it consistently. The pace in that game is huge. And uh, I just – I really like that spot for Desmond Bain. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So that will give us six uh, plays for prize picks. So you can only do five. So you'll have to mix and match. Well, Kyrie, you can't put twice, so – Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to have to choose which Kyrie play you want there if you're going for the big bucks. Are they still right. doing the 20X or is that, no, just, that was one just a one day deal? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so I didn't keep your eyes one. out for the specials there. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get to take advantage of that one. I had one that hit four out of five, but not five out of five. So gotcha. Yeah. All right. So speaking of that last game, since we have a lot of our prize picks plays tied to it, it is the Memphis Grizzlies uh, up two to one in this series after the phenomenal collapse. 26 point lead at home. Minnesota loses that last game, which doesn't seem possible, hmm. but it did happen. So Memphis is a road favored by three. Highest total by quite a bit, almost 10 as the highest, 20 higher than the Dallas game, 19 higher than the, the Philly game. So yeah. This is got to be, you know, you got to use some guys from this game. Right. Area, there's no doubt. So that uh, implied totals for Memphis are 117.75 for Minnesota, 114.75. So you've got some really good implied totals to go uh, in this game uh, for lots of DFS opportunity. Mm-hmm. Injury wise, Dylan Brooks is questionable. So, you know, I think he probably plays. Um, but it does help me like Bain a little bit more if Brooks isn't playing at full gusto. If he happens to sit, then I like Bain even more. But Brooks, uh, we'll see if he's going to go as normal. Aldama and Tilly are out and no injuries listed at all for Minnesota. So, you know, we're again, we're in a situation here where this game becomes super palatable. I mean, can you afford to get up to jaw at nine seven? Um, That's the million dollar question. Uh, for me, it might be tough because I'm I'm looking at Tatum and Kyrie, but you know, Jaw would be my next player up there. Are you honing in on Jaw today? Yeah, I mean, Jaw's been really consistent 53, yeah. 52, 51 DK points, been super aggressive in this series. He gets to the foul line a lot. 
Uh, so he's got a lot of different ways that he can get you points, uh, fantasy points. So, yeah, I mean, he's right up there with Kyrie as far as the price range. So I think that you could probably look at Kyrie in one of your lineups and John, the other one, you know, kind of build around that. So I agree. I mean, he's a terrific play. I mean, he hasn't smashed the 5X plus 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, you know, he's his raw points have been important. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's he's more on the fence for me as uh, I'm leading Kyrie now, but Joff certainly in a secondary lineup, I think is you can't go wrong. And also if Brooks isn't hundred percent or sits, you know, we'll see what that news is, but I think he plays that when he's out, he does, you know, Brooks does take some usage. So it will mm-hmm. help guys like Morant and Bain both. Yeah. Uh, if Brooks is going to give you a little less, because they'll plug somebody in there. That's a low usage guy, like a Kyle Anderson or somebody like that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, that's something to keep an eye on. Um, you know, the bigs are, the bigs are a little bit of a dilemma for me with mm-hmm. the grids. I never trust Jackson. You know, uh, they pretty much Steven Adams has been, you know, like played right off before. out of the series. Yeah. I guess the darling that'll be highly owned is five K Brandon Clark. Mm-hmm. He's been the, the flavor of the month here in this series. Are, are you going to be on the Clark bandwagon? I'm not sure. Um, I kind of want to go back to Vanderbilt. I think that he's – I'm not chasing that score with him. But, I mean, yeah. we saw for probably a good month where he was playing very solid basketball for Minnesota. Yeah. And so I, I do like Vanderbilt over Brandon Clark uh, with this game being in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, and it is desperation time for Minnesota. I mean, they're in the in the exact same boat uh, as Utah. You can't go down three one, you know, lose yeah. two at home. Uh, you're dead. So this is an elimination game for them. I, you know, I I sort of like Brandon Clark. I've been a huge Brandon Clark mm-hmm. fan, and expected him to be a a really good starter for them. We went, Dawson and I went to the NBA Summer League the year before COVID started. Okay. And that's what got us interested in doing this trip with Coach Hawk and everything. But Brandon Clark was the MVP, and, and Memphis won the mm-hmm. Summer League that year. <clears throat> and I and he just was so dominant and has just never really gotten the full opportunity. He's been stuck behind guys. And, you know, he's shown his athletic ability and, you know, his scoring propensity. He's a great rebounder. He can get you some stocks. So, I, you know, I'm buying in. I I like it. I don't think it's a chase situation at all. You know, I didn't realize uh, or expect Adams to basically be played out of the series. Mm -hmm. Um, But Clark seems to be the biggest, biggest beneficiary of that. So, um, at 5K, I think he's a key piece. I really like him here. Um, yeah. He's, I think, the the guy to go with Bain um, as, you know, if you're, and you can, you know, basically those two combined, you get for the price of Jaw. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can look at it from that direction. The big question I have is for Minnesota. Poor, poor Cat, man. He's, Cat yeah. is just getting killed by everybody. Right. I mean, he has meltdowns in this series. He's mm-hmm. he had a game where he took four shots. I know. How is that po- How do you have a, a, a superstar center and he gets four, four shots four. in a game? He had more fouls than shots. Crash. Yeah, I know. That was insane. I, I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. But he's down to eight nine. You know mm-hmm. he's got to be furious. And then of course he he screws himself up even more with that terrible sound bite. You know, right. what are you going to do about this game? Well, I'm going to go home, wind down, drink some wine. It's like not the right answers there, right. bro, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. You got two schools of thought. I'm interested in your your uh, perspective here. Is mm-hmm. he going to be in this meltdown mo- mode where he's just lost his, you know what? Yeah. Or is it like, okay, I'm a superstar center. This is a bunch of crap. It's at home. I'm going to blow up and have a big game. What, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, like you said, the answer he gave would lead you to think that maybe he's not that kind of guy. You know, maybe he doesn't take it too serious and and he just, you know, whatever happens, you know. But you would think that he would come out on fire. That's what you would think would happen. 
Right. But I'm not so sure that's what's going to happen. I actually like Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell more than Cat in this game. Okay. Um, I think Edwards, you know, he had that monster game in game one, and he's kind of fallen to a little bit below average games in the last two games. They're down two to one now, like we mentioned, and uh, they really blew it in, in game three. I mean, they were up by like almost 30 points or even over 30. 26. 26, yeah, 26 points and blew that lead. So Edwards, to me, is the guy that's going to come out pissed off and take over the game. That's the way I'm looking at this. Um, and then Russell, as I mentioned, he had a lot of success against Memphis this year and uh, had a nice game three. I think he's going to pick up right where he left off and, and him and, and Edwards are going to carry the, the Timberwolves in this game. You know, I it's so hard to figure here, man. You know, I don't think Cat is that kind of guy. I think he does care. I, I really do. But I'll tell you, you know, he's never really gotten this team anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they haven't had much around him, but Minas, you know, since he's been in the league, they've not won diddly do. I don't, they won, they haven't won a series in the right. playoffs. Right. So I just, I don't know. I think he cares. I just don't yeah, know I think if he's he really that clutch of a player, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I mean, does he care and then come out over aggressive and then get in foul oh. trouble like he did in game one? You know, yeah. I mean, he was just, he was a bull in a china closet out there running over people and picking up fouls. And if he does that, then, I mean, he's going to be out of the game as far as the fantasy point scores. So, yeah, well, we faded him the last game, you know, mm-hmm. for the reasons of just him not being, you know, there, it seems, but right. I, you know, here's my reasoning behind it. I think Taylor Jenkins is one of the best coaches in the league already. He's a mm-hmm. young coach, but he's so good. And, I love what he's done against Cat here. He's taken Adams off the floor who can't move. Now, you know, he's a great rebounder, but big deal. What he's done to Cat is, okay, Cat, you, you're the best big big man shooter of all time, self-proclaimed when he won the three-point shooting right. contest yeah. today. And, and you've got all these moves. You can penetrate. You can do this stuff. We're going to just put our biggest 6'10 athletic dudes in Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson, yeah. little Xavier Tillman, we're going to put these guys on you that can play you away from the basket. We're going to deny you the ball. We're not mm-hmm. we're going to get over the screens. We're not going to let you hit these step backs. And they've just bullied balled them around defensively and had enough athleticism that it's caused him a lot of angst. Yeah. And let's face it, you know, D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards, they have never seen a shot they didn't like. So there's not <laughs> a ton of balls to go around here. And then all of a sudden you've got, you know, Vanderbilt stepping back up. So it's it's a weird dilemma. I don't think it's, for me, this is my opinion, and, and you know, I could be wrong, but I don't think it's because Cat's not a strong player. I think that the Grizz have defended him correctly, and Minnesota has seen that, and they're trying to take advantage of other mismatches if they're going to take Cat away because they're not a one-man team like they used to be. I mean, Patrick Beverly's been there. Russell Edwards are great players. And now Vanderbilt's shown, you know, that he can play at this level in the playoffs. So, you know, I, I think people need to give a, a little chill to Cat. But I'm not going to go with him here. Even though I think he's going to come out like a maniac, I think that the defense is good against him. And there's certainly that foul trouble potential as well. So for me on the, on the Minnesota side, you've got to have, I agree with you. You've got to have some exposure here. This game's just going to have too many possessions to not have exposure. So uh, on the Minnesota side, I'm looking more towards the guards, Beverly, Russell, and Edwards. I don't want to fall into the Vanderbilt trap. I know he's only 3'7". He's going to be mega chalk. Yeah, I know. Maybe use him in a cash game. I get it. Um, But... Uh, there's no, uh, he's going to regress off that last game. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, but at three, seven, maybe you still stay in there, but I would prefer, you know, to spend the seven, one or seven, eight, uh, for Russell or Edwards. Do you remember when Edwards like was like nine, six? So, you know, he's well reduced to where he was. So I think, uh, you can still get mid-level pricing with those Minnesota guards and they'll do fine for you. You there? Did I lose you? I lost him. He's gone. 
All right. Well, I'm going to keep going here. And uh, I am going to now go to the two brains are better than one lineup since we lost Crash. So it's going to be one brain is better than one lineup. So let's go to, um, let's go check out, uh, where are we at? FanDuel. All right. So sorry, Crash. I hope that uh, you'll give us some of your picks. It, you know, I'm sure he'll share those for those listeners that aren't members. Uh, we'll have uh, him post some of his selections for the Two Brains lineup uh, on Twitter. So you can check us out on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati and Crash is at, um, what is he at? He is at Josh. Let's see. Now I forgot. I always remember. Is it uh, at JP Davis 1982? How could I forget? All right, here we go. Let's build this lineup. Let's get it in the books. And maybe it was meant to be that I had to build this by myself. Kyrie Irving at uh, shooting guard. I'm going to go 9,900. Hey, coach, um, I'm back. We're going. Hello? I'm back. Oh, rats. I was going to pick the team myself. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what happened. Our internet just went out for about five minutes or however long that was. So Let me that see was if I can cut you off again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you're perfect timing. I just made the first pick. Okay, awesome. Let me. I uh, took Kyrie Irving 9,900 at shooting guard. Okay. Let me go ahead and pull this back up here. Yeah, yeah, take the time. Crazy. I let them know where to check us out on Twitter. And same thing, if there's any changes to this, you know, when we find out the Luca news and everything, uh, we'll we'll uh, post that on Twitter as well. Okay, let's see here. That's funny. I was ready to skip yeah. all these picks on you, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That definitely threw me for a loop there for a minute. Um, no worries. I'm going to yep. take... Actually, going to take a little bit of value here at small forward. I'm going to take Malik Beasley. Oh my gosh, one of my least favorite players in the league, but that's oh, wow. okay. I'll go Chris Boucher, 4,200 power forward. How's that sound? Chalk here, so chalky. You still there? Did I lose you again? Uh, uh, I don't know what's going on. Um, Bad connection. You keep freezing. You said Chris Boucher? I did. Okay. All right. You so having a I'm, storm there or something? No. The weather is actually good. That's what's weird. I don't huh. understand what's going on. Um. I'm going to take Anthony Edwards at 7,600 at shooting guard. Okay. Edwards. All right. Um, I am going to go, as I stated before, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, can I? Power forward Jason Tatum, 9,400. Okay. So that gives us 6125 each. Jalen Brunson point guard 75. Yeah. That's sensible. Sensible, sensible. Um Brandon Clark center 5500. Okay. So we're 5750 for our last two spots. Um Gary Trent 54. Trent 54 small forward at shooting guard shooting guard who do you yeah. have at shooting guard right now I'll read or you probably put Beasley I probably put Beasley in the wrong spot then either way did you put him at small forward or shooting guard small forward okay well either way yeah um boy I love both of these guys Pat Bev 61 and Smart 6000. I, I like them both a lot. 
So and Connolly's fifty eight. I I could live mm. with any of those guys. Yeah. Um, let's see. We have we have uh, one Brooklyn player, one Dallas, two Minnesota, Memphis. Since we have two Minnesota, I'm going to go Marcus Smart. Okay. So here's our two brains are better than one lineup today. We leave a hundred bucks is all on the board. Jalen Brunson, Marcus Smart, Kyrie Irving, Gary Trent, Malik Beasley, Anthony Edwards, Chris Boucher, Jason Tatum, and Brandon Clark. I think it's solid. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, I appreciate everybody listening in today. We went over a lot of different things, prize picks. We got those up there for you. Breakdown of the games. We've got our two brains lineup set. So I think people are ready for a full day of basketball. We just got to get this posted and up there so they can yeah. have time to watch it. Uh, I'm, re I'm ready for them to watch it. And I'm glad that I was able to join you for the tail end of this thing. I didn't know what was going to happen there for a minute. So well, thanks for jumping back in. I was ready to sweep the board. I had so many picks filled, ready to, ready to go. And you, you, you got just, right after Kyrie, so your timing was perfect. <laughs> you can give that takedown lineup to our members then. So Let's do it. All right. Thank you, Crash. Appreciate it. Enjoy all the sports today, basketball, baseball, golf. Everything's going on. Uh, we're loving it. Enjoy it. And certainly we hope our listeners out there will hit that thumbs up on the way out. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. So thank you to our presenting sponsor, Prize Picks prizepicks.com use the promo code coach talk on that first deposit and you get dollar for dollar up to a hundred dollar match so go for it we'd love to have you at coach talk dfscoachtalk.com come and join us we got the best family in, in the business in the industry we've got the best support staff we've got all these now projections ownership projections all kinds of new stuff in mm -hmm. the mix so come and join us We'd love to have you, Crash. Thanks for joining today and getting this basketball stuff up and ready to roll. Yes, have sir. a great day, everybody out there. And we will be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA, DFS, and prize picks.